0: In D.C., when I was in the D.C. jail or D.C. gulag, that was the first time I ever experienced racism. And then after I got moved to Alexandria, Virginia, I was in solitary the whole time. So 10 and a half months. They said it was for COVID, and then they said it was for my protection. And then about a like four or five days in, they slapped me with two felonies. And then the maximum sentence for those two felonies was 25 years total. We need to go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol! Into
1: the Capitol! About a block or two away from my house, uh, I was swarmed by, yeah, like 10, 20 different FBI vans and, and full guns drawn. And, uh, you know, they knocked me down onto the ground. And, and uh, yeah, they dragged me away to a political prison where I'm currently in solitary confinement for 22 hours a day have a light that stays on 24-7, sleep depriving me. I'm in a concentration camp uh, that is sponsored by American taxpayer dollars. The fact that we're labeled as terrorists,
0: we're labeled as racist. The way they're going after people is absolutely insane. And then on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, you have people committing crimes, blatantly robbing and looting stores in California and places, and they're not even being arrested. You can steal up
1: to $900 and
0: not even be arrested, but you can't walk into the Capitol, the people's house, with police saying, come on in.
1: I spent 45 days in a prison down here in Texas, Limestone County. I've had two plea deals come in, one of which was four to five years, pleading guilty to a felony assault with a deadly weapon, the crutch being the deadly weapon. When I met with my lawyers, most recently, I was able to go to Midland, Texas, where they are, for several days. And they had a potential plea deal that was similar to another defendant that was eight to 14 months, but still pleading guilty to a felony assault with a deadly weapon. Tomorrow,
0: we need to go into the Capitol! Into the Capitol! We need to go into the Capitol! FBI, open up! Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now, here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. Mm -hmm. Three Weirdos on a Mic now, missing one, who is that? Throwing up diarrhea too. Dang. Jason's here. Byron is fat. Horrible intro.
1: That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you're. Uh, What's up, down.
0: dude? What's Welcome into another edition of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm your host, Byron Dice. I am joined in studio with Joey, hello. One of the other three weirdos. We're missing one weirdo tonight. He is on undisclosed location again yep. looking for sasquatch manure he hmm. loves testing that stuff in the lab i'm not sure why but it's yeah. his thing yep. so um i'm sure the listeners love that he does that you know what yeah. i'm talking about yeah well welcome back in um we've got a great show today um as you heard on the montage just on the intro we're going going to do an update on the real story of January 6th. We did that last year. It was probably our fourth or fifth show that we did on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was well-received, and I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So I wanted to do a recap because it's been two or three years. I'm not sure it, what the timeline is. I think it's two. But um, today we have someone that is uh, – it was on the ground that day and we wanted to invite him on the show to actually get his perspective of what happened on that day, uh unlike anybody else here, because I wasn't there. Yeah. Joey wasn't there. Jason yeah. wasn't there. We've all we've just seen videos and heard narratives of what happened. And as you heard in the montage, uh it sounds like people were treated pretty rough. So I want to welcome into the show uh Casey Kusick. Did I say that right, Casey? Casey Cusick, yes, but yes, yeah, okay, Cusick, not related to Joan Cusack, John Cusack, John and Joan, right? Not related to those, but because it's spelled different, makes sense, right? It is. So, uh, (laughs) welcome to the show, Casey. We appreciate you coming on and taking time to uh, sit down with us and talk about what happened on that dreadful Insurrection Day of January sixth,
1: twenty twenty (laughs) one. Man, I appreciate you guys having me on. By the way, that was an awesome intro. I agree with Joey. You were too hard on yourself. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah.
0: He's always he's always just fishing yeah. for compliments. Man. I, yeah, That's just what bring, he it on. bring it on. He's oh, like, I just that wasn't oh, good. I'm shucks. like, dude, stop. Quit. Yeah, for real. You little booger, quit. Well, before we get started, uh, Casey has a podcast of his own on own uh and it's called The Watchman. And I suggest you check it out. Go ahead, uh, Casey, promote and plug all your socials up front. We'll do it at the end as well. Where can people uh, reach your podcast?
1: Yeah, man, I uh, appreciate that. I have a podcast. Uh, you can find it on Rumble. It's the Watchman's W. It's with an E, though, uh, because I believe God's called all of us to be watchmen and to be, be discerning. I mean, it's specific in Scripture about that. And um, But, yeah, it's on Rumble. You can also find me on Spotify, Um, I'm on Instagram at the underscore watchman underscore podcast as well as Twitter Casey underscore Cusick and um, yeah man I mean uh, I started a podcast on account of the FBI beating down my door I kind of had a little PTSD with that boom 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 FBI yeah I figured that that
0: brought things home.
1: Yeah, but um, yes, sir. So that's where you can find me out. I appreciate that.
0: And when you when you started your uh, podcast, was it was it birthed out of what we're about to talk about?
1: In some ways, yes. You know, I wanted to start a podcast for some time now. You know, in 2020, like most of us, I started waking up to the realities of things that were going on in our world that we really were completely ignorant of, and the government decided to keep us all at home and leave us be with YouTube and other things that we, they started allowing us to wake ourselves up with. And uh, so I wanted to start it, but you know, I was afraid, fear, you know, had a lot to do with it and rejection and all that kind of stuff. And uh, June 24th, 2021, the FBI knocked at my door and I was let, let to go back home that night. And uh, wasn't long after that, that I went out and bought a microphone and I said, ready or not, I'm doing this thing. And uh, here I am now. Okay. To almost two, two full years later. Okay. Okay. So I want to get to that timeline.
0: So let's, let's back up. Let's take us back to J six, 2021. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, you were there with someone that you're related to on the grounds that I, day.
1: I, I was actually there with multiple men, but yes, I was there with my dad. And there was also another gentleman that i worked with and okay. that somebody that's gone to my dad's church for probably 30 years. And, uh, yeah, we were all there that day. Um, you know, I watched I, I follow President Trump for quite some time. You know, I I really always liked him because I felt like he was one of those guys, you know, that speaks his mind and not afraid of what people have to say or think about him. I guess I kind of envied him in some ways. But uh, anyway, so I, I was hoping he was going to run back in 2012 when he was, when Mitt Romney was him hawing about, you know, he he actually, he was going to run. He didn't, he decided not to that time, but then came 2016, he threw his his hat in the ring. And I'm like, man, this guy's going to be the guy. Everybody's like, there's no way. It's not going to happen. They're going to talk about his divorces. They're going to talk about all his personal life. And I'm like, I'm telling you, this is going to be the guy. So we all saw that unfold before our eyes. Mm -hmm. We had, we had even though at the same time of having a miserable time with, the Russia, 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 and all the garbage they did to us for those four years, he still was able to get things done. He did everything he told us he was going to do. And, and at least I'm 38 years old. So at least for the first time in my life, it was like, wow, we finally have a quote unquote politician who really wasn't a politician that's doing what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. It's not promises. And then they don't come true. And he was for Americans. I mean, I, I'm, i'm a christian i'm a believer in jesus christ so i I saw that he was for freedom of religion and i'm like well well, there's nothing more really important in our country than that and so i mean and i personally don't understand how anybody doesn't like him but that's another story so and he's for america first i mean he puts us before everybody else i mean it's like common sense here and so then you know i started seeing what happened in 2020 when they started rolling out all the all the um c19 stuff and then after that you know we went from there and we snowballed into the election we saw what they were going to try to do with the mail-in ballots yeah and he mentioned it a trillion times i mean anybody with common sense saw this coming but i still at the same time was like even though you could see it coming you just don't want to believe that this is actually yeah. going to happen yeah and and so we kept watching and we kept watching and it kept getting closer and then election night hits and we're like oh my gosh you know here we are, and you're watching the results come in, and he's whooping them. And really, it was probably worse than the, even they were saying. Well, then all of a sudden they shut down voting, they shut down counting, excuse me. And yeah. next thing you know, you know, we go to bed with him like with an 80% something ridiculous like that chance of winning to him losing. And yeah. we see all these graphs right. to where it was like a hundred percent Democrat votes coming in, and everything just didn't add up, you know, with with him going with with Joe Biden running for office and not having Nearly any supporters at his rallies. No mostly running his yeah. Whole, yeah. Mostly running his whole, uh, you know, um, it, his presidential run from his basement. And I mean, it was just laughable in many ways. And so, uh, you know, going into the election, just, you know, he saw all the irregularities. So we heard they were going to have a rally. Uh, you know, we saw thing after thing, hoping things were going to get changed, overturned. So they were going to have a rally up there. You know, I'm 100%, you know, I, I support the guy. I wanted to just go support him. I was going to the rally. It was the only reason we were going to DC. Knew nothing about the Capitol at that point in time. And so, uh, you know, we got to DC on January 5th. Uh, Like I said, I went with my dad and another gentleman, Uh, both my dads. My dad's now 74. At the time, he was 72. Wow. Uh, The other guy was 70. And uh, so, you know, it's funny that they even got involved or charged with insurrecting the Capitol (laughs) with no weapons at 70 years old. So anyways... Uh, anyhow, so, you know, we're going and we went to the rally that day. It was freezing cold. Uh, Like I tell everybody, I mean, it was below 30, but I mean, the wind was howling and I mean, the wind chill was just, it was brutal. And, you know, we went around, there was nobody in DC at the time. I mean, everything was pretty much still closed from COVID. And, uh, so, you know, we went and that day we got out, it was the most encouraging thing. It was like, finally, for the first time we're seeing people really stand up for what they believe, you know, standing up for uh, freedom of speech. And so we're down at the rally, which is down in front of the white house at the ellipse. You know, you got, it was as far as the eye could see. I mean, people say there was a couple hundred thousand. I say there was more. I mean, there could have been up to a million. I I mean, I don't know. I just know there was so many people you couldn't see to the end of the people. Oh wow! And, uh, kind, you know, it was like a big, I don't want to say it was like a love fest, but it kind of really was like that. You know, nobody was pushing and shoving. There was no garbage on the ground. There was no rioting. There was no pushing, shoving, nothing like that. And, uh, so, you know, we went down and we're watching, you know, there was numerous speakers before president Trump came out. Of course he was, uh, late kind of, you know, as his, is his MO in some ways. But, uh, so we ended up figuring out there was a way to get up to the front, uh, up by the stage. And there was a long line and you had to go through secret service, but we were already standing outside and we came up there for that. So we were like, let's go inside. And I'll tell you that it was so, you know, people were so trusting there that there was probably a, I would say the bags uh, there was probably hundreds if not over a thousand or so bags or maybe more uh stacked in a pile of like six feet high because people would just put their bags they wouldn't let you take bags up to the when you went through secret service only your cell phone and so people were just putting their backpacks because people have water and stuff like that in it from the being out all day because so, like i said hold, nothing hold took, on
0: a sec. so you when it, you said you went through the secret service where were,
1: where were you heading we were heading up to the stage. There was a stage oh, where alert. he was speaking. And, and that's where he, where he would be speaking. At. Oh, yes, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So, so as we waded through that line, you know, it was probably about an hour or so I would say. And, uh, so we got through, we got up to the front, we got to stand there. He finally came out. Proud to be an American played, you know, he gave his speech and yeah. all the way up till I don't know, one thirty ish or later. And, uh, my dad wanted to get out of the cold because it was freezing. He's like, let's just go back. And like, I'm for I real. like, oh, I want to see him. I want to see him dance. I like to see President Trump dance. All that. <laughs> so it's like, we well, you know we can't leave. We came all the way up here for this. Well, at the end of President Trump's speech, he mentioned, you know, now we're going to go down to the Capitol and peacefully protest our right to for our First Amendment right uh, to for the because the election, we believe the election was stolen. And so we were like, well, we got nothing else to do. You know, it was one thirty in the afternoon at that point ish. I can't remember exactly, but it was after one, one o'clock. And uh, so he finished his speech and uh, we decided, okay, well, everybody and their brother that was in this huge crowd of people started mm. heading down that way. So again, like I said, we had to wait to get out of that area also. And the, the guy we were with had a backpack that he brought. I don't mm-hmm. think there was anything in it besides a water bottle and something else, but he did put his bag with all the other bags. So we went out there. Well, mostly every bag was gone, except for maybe a handful well, for whatever reason, his bag was one of the ones that wasn't there. And there were bags to give people the benefit of the doubt that looked very similar. Huh. So it could have just been somebody grabbed it by accident. So we looked for that for another half hour. Wow. So, it, so by the time all that was said and done, it was after two o'clock. We start walking down that way. And like I said, it takes, I mean, it's a very, very, very long walk. And within mm-hmm. the crowd of people you have to walk with, you can't really go that fast anyways. And plus one of the other guys we were with, you know, he has a bad knee. So he could only walk like a couple hundred yards and he'd have to take a break. So anyhow, we get down to the Capitol. I want to say after two o'clock sometime and uh, you couldn't see anything, man. The the whole Capitol lawn was completely covered with people. I mean, there was a preacher on every corner walking down (laughs) on constitution Avenue. There were people singing hymns. There were people, I mean, it was just everything you could imagine that you would see that day. was there but there was no, you know, fighting, carrying on, nothing like that. So by the time we got all the way up to the Capitol, you know, the place was just loaded full of people. There was people climbing on the scaffold. There was people standing, but mostly just people standing there, you know, with whether they had Trump flags or American flags. I mean, they sang the national anthem. They sang all kinds of things. And, uh, so anyway, we walked up and, there were people climbing the walls. You know, I, I wasn't one of those people. Uh, I think they were stupid for doing that because you, there was steps around the side. There was no reason for that. But, you know, people get out of control and get out of hand some, some ways. Uh, but it was very few people, a handful. And so, you know, as we walked, so we walked up there. We stood up there for some time. And then we saw people going up to the, which I know now, I didn't at the time, was the West Terrace of the Capitol grounds. And, uh, you know, so we stood up there for some time. Uh, we went all the way down and around and there was, there was, uh, you know, policemen walking here and there around and yeah. people were mostly just standing up there chanting USA. They were chanting whose house, our house, um, and just different things like that. So we stood up there for some time and you could, like I said, when you look back out, it was just as far as the eye could see, you know, everything that you could imagine. So anyway, finally we saw an open door there and there were policemen standing right inside the open door, uh, Many people were going in and out of the door. Uh, At this point, I want to say it was after three o'clock. So we stood there for a while, you know, we stood up there. And finally, I had to go to the restroom bad and there was no restrooms out there. And I I say bad. I mean, I had to go to the restroom. I don't know. I never ended up getting to go to the restroom because when we went in to go there was the line was like 50 or 60 deep and I wasn't going to do that. Oh, so. mm Anyways, we watched people walking in and out. Like I said, there was grandmothers, there was children with their parents. I mean, any type of race or individual that you could imagine was going in and out. So finally I asked a girl, she was probably young too, maybe, I don't know how old exactly, but I would say under 21 with her dad. I said, what's going on in there? She said, they're letting people go in and out. You can go in, just go walk around and there's just people walking around in there. And We were like, okay. So we decided to go in and see if we could go in. And also it was cold. So, and not to mention, go to the restroom. So we walked by the police. There was people taking video with the police officers. Uh, There was people talking to them. Um, They were just standing there. They did have riot gear hats on. But, you know, in my opinion, if there had been something, you got to remember, we we weren't even down there till almost three o'clock. So by the time we got down there, anything that had happened that we ended up seeing that night, we had no idea about that that moment in time. Mm-hmm. so we're just going up there because I mean, everybody else was doing oh, everybody else was going inside. And so once I figured there was cops there, we figured if anything had happened that they had had it under control because they weren't telling people, you know, you can't come inside, you can't be here. There was none of that at that point. So huh. we went in, we, we walked down the hall. I ended up asking the police officer where the restroom was. Uh, he told me we went to it at one point, the line was extremely long. So I said, I'm not doing this. We walked a little farther down. I ended up at, asking another police officer, how do we get out of here? And this lady told us to come this way and go out this other door. And I'm like, looked at the other guy we were with. And I'm like, something about this. And then there was another guy that I had never met or anything. And we all just were like, something seems fishy about that. We're not doing it. We're going back out the same way we came in. Gotcha. So we just turned around, okay. walked back down the hall, <clears throat> walked back out on the terrace. And uh, we stood out there for, I don't know, a half hour or more. Uh, for a while. And then the police did start gathering, you know, with riot shields and things, trying to get people to get out or get down. And at that point, I think president Trump had put out a tweet. I want to say it's telling everybody, you know, like, don't be fighting with the cops. We're not, we're not there for that. You know, we're not interested in that. And we were never interested in that either. In fact, there's a video of me telling there was some people yelling at cops, calling them traitors and this, and I'm like, leave them alone. They got nothing to do with any of this. And so uh anyway, so we turned around, we went back and we ended up going. So when we got that text, they started clearing people we didn't want to stay for that. So we left. We went back down the road, we went and got on the metro, went back to the hotel that night. We got back to the hotel, we turned on the news and we of course you had no cell service also that day whatsoever. I mean none. Huh. Because it was just so many people.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And uh anyway, in, in that one small area. Well, anyways, so we got back to the hotel next thing you know there's a curfew out that night luckily we were staying in arlington virginia which was just outside of dc so there was no curfew there but you couldn't go out or around anybody that was in dc that was in a hotel they had to go in their rooms at six o'clock they weren't allowed to come out for any reason Jeez. Um, so uh anyhow we got back to our hotel we turned on the news and we were like what the heck is going on and we seen the pushing and shoving with the cops and on and on and we the were water like, hose hey, we during Yeah. Where were we during all this? We never seen any of that. So I started saying immediately something about this whole thing is really fishy because Trump supporters aren't ready or willing to start fighting police officers. It's just not, it's not a thing, you know, on our side. And so, uh, anyhow, started looking into some stuff and we were there the next day. We went out and around and, Uh, you know, DC, like I said, was pretty much shut down. So you can only go so many places out and around. And uh, we had a car, so we ended up getting home the eighth. So on the eighth, we got back home. Well, on the 20th, one of the gentlemen that we went with, um, he got, the FBI showed up at his front door and knocked at his door, asked him if he went to the Capitol. He's like, well, yeah, I did. And they're like, well did you go inside and he told him he did and of course he had nothing to hide and some of the things he should have just not maybe said something so much as he did because yeah, for real. it kind of kind of sounded incriminating and these days i realize don't <clears throat> say nothing without an attorney because yeah. they'll stick you for anything they can and so uh anyhow he uh they asked him who he went with and he said i went with my pastor which would have been my dad and he said they said well what's his name and he goes oh, i can't do that i can't give names and by that time his wife came over and was like is this you guys have a warrant? And they're like, no, it's voluntary. And she goes, well, get out of here. We're not talking to you. They did. But from that (laughs) moment forward, they started following him and they started following him and it led them to my dad has a Bible study. He used to be a pastor of a church, which he still kind of is, but he only just has a small Bible study now that he does at his house on Saturday nights. My mom passed away back probably in 2011. So my dad really didn't want to start over. Like I said, my dad's 74 now. And, you know, he has a small group that supports him. And uh, so anyways, uh, they started following him out there. Well, then they followed him, and then it led them to getting, they got a hold of this other guy, Dave's iCloud, and they started finding videos that he took that day, which were not really incriminating, even though they used them against us in court. Uh, But so they started showing videos or started looking at his videos, going through his text messages, on and on it went. Next thing you know, they got to me, a picture of me and him, uh, and my dad, I think we were out front of Trump hotel, which was Trump hotel. Now it's been, he sold it. I forget what it is now. It's a Westin or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, so they found that picture. So then that's what led him to me. So from January 20. So what happened was, uh, the guy we went with, um, uh, it was his, actually his son's friend. I guess his son went out that night told his friend all, of course, all that was on, uh, the news A kid called so then he decides he's going to call and report it to the FBI. And from what I heard, he actually got money from the FBI for doing that. Whoa. So from that moment on, so they got a tip and what's, which is what led him to the first guy, Dave. And then from that, he, what he information he shared, what led him to my dad dad videos and pictures is what led him to me. And (laughs) they started following us. Uh, June 24th, about eight o'clock in the morning, maybe a little before I got a knock at my door, like what you just played on that video, boom, 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 boom. And I had, man, it was just, I don't know if it was God or coincidence or what, but I had just installed a ring doorbell the day before. And so we were able to get all the video from them coming to the house, probably eight or nine police cars, FBI agents, all oh with AR-15s or pistols drawn on me and my children that were standing there three years old and one year old at the time. Uh, you know, I go in, tell my wife, the FBI's at the front door. I kind of had an idea what they were going to be there for because we had started seeing things unfold on TV. Never in a million years would I have thought they would be at my house. Of course I knew I didn't do anything on the crosshair. Yeah. I never, I never combated the police, but there was a tip. So they got this tip. Uh, I want to say a couple months later, there was another tip that was filed on my dad from another gentleman. Uh, from a neighbor basically i would say they're gestapo in my opinion but uh anyhow they so they he sent a letter to the fbi which is what led them more so to my dad i guess it gave them more they were able to get into his icloud they were able to get into my icloud account just hacking, uh, just hacking yeah unbelievable no i guess they got permission from apple but the unbelievable part about this whole thing is this is what tax paying Funded dollars are going towards it. So the cops come and they come to my house. They take me out and they say, we want to get you out of here fast. We don't want to embarrass you in front of your children and your neighbors. And oh, said, thank you. It's a little too, it's a little too late for that with eight cop cars at eight o'clock in the morning as it, with this raid, as they all swarmed around my house. And, uh, he says, you know, I'm like in shock in many ways because you're like, guns <clears> are pointed <throat> at you. You know, what? this is like, you're can't even get words because it's so early in the morning as well. So we asked, so they actually were drawn down on you with weapons. Yeah. They, they had weapons out. They had their weapons drawn. Yes. Uh, Okay. Matter of fact, there's a gateway, there's a gateway pundit article. If you Google it and it's of Casey Cusick, uh, gateway pundit. And you'll see my wife. Well, for part of it's from the, one of the videos is from the ring doorbell. Okay. And then there's another video that my wife immediately pulled out her cell phone and just Started videoing while holding her phone in her hand, like gotcha. down by her okay. side. I mean, she, man, I tell you what, she, I, I would have never thought to do that because I just, my mind was going a thousand ways. No, no of course, course they took yeah. me off right off the bat. So he starts telling me, uh, you know, we need this. He pulls out the warrant. He shows me, it's a picture of me. And he, it was a picture of me wearing a Trump beanie, make America great again, beanie and a North face jacket. Okay. He says, we need, want this beanie. We want this jacket. And I said, so you're telling me if I give you those two things, which I told him straight up, I'm not talking about any of this. I want a lawyer. I'm not, we're not even, I don't even have anything to say to you guys. And I mean, I had not to the high, but I just seen too many times
0: at this point. Perfect advice. So,
1: yeah. So I said, uh, that he says i said so you guys aren't going to ransack my house and he goes man we're not here to do that he said look at this on the top of the warrant and and it said he said it says washington dc said we're just following orders and i'm like wow it sounds just all too familiar to me so they let me go back inside after they shackled my legs and shackled my hands around my waist as if i'm like on death row or something yeah and uh walk back into my house let me go in there they let me point out the beanie and the jacket. They took that. They brought me back out. The guy starts telling me, we got nervous when we saw your truck missing. Well, I have an older F-150 that I got back in like 2005. Of course, this is 2021. I mean, it was always good to me. I kept take care of it really well. Mm-hmm. And it came down to a time where it was about, had about 200 plus thousand miles on it and I needed a new truck. And just couldn't, maybe financially wasn't ready or there yet. And so yeah. I wanted to. And plus, that was at the time when the chip shortage started after, uh, you know, the 2020 crisis and everything, there was a shortage on everything. And then the chip uh, thing overseas burnt down and all that. So there was no more new cars. So it was all used cars. Well, then the used cars skyrocketed. So yeah. I had talked to a buddy of mine that was a car dealer and he told me, he's like, man, you know, go check and see how much it'll be to get your engine rebuilt. Because I don't, it's not worth buying a new car right now because people were paying for a new car, for a used car, what new car, even sometimes more than what new car was. So I said, okay. So I had it towed to a shop where I had a guy, you know, was going to take a look at it. And he says, we got nervous when your truck went missing. And I said, wait a minute. I took my truck. I sent my truck in because I needed to get the new, a new engine. It won't even drive. I said, are you, you've been following me? And the officer looked at me and he goes, yeah, we have. And I said you've been following me around. Like, what are you sitting outside my house? Like staking out like eight hours at a time or like that. Jeez. He goes, well, I'll tell you, I know you went to, I know you went to Home Depot the other day and bought a piece of wood and came back home. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I have a chicken coop in the back and I bought a one by one for a perch for the chickens. And I go, you've been following me. He goes, not only did I follow you, I went into the uh, Home Depot, watched you make the purchase and came all the way back home. And I'm like, starts all, and then he starts what? all these questions. And my, and so I, he says, are you a proud boy an oath keeper or a three percenter? And I said at the time, I honestly had never even heard of the oath keepers or the three yeah. percenters. Now I'm all familiar with them, but yeah. I had only heard of the proud boys because you saw the battles between Antifa and the proud boys all through 2020. Yep. And I said, you asking me these questions as if you've been, now you're telling me you've been following me for six months. How would you not know <laughs> if I am or am not, you know? And so I'm like, no, I'm none of those things. So he starts telling me, you know, they're going to be taking us to Orlando. It was the closest facility for me. And, you know, they're going to go through this whole process. And he told me everything that was going to happen and how I'll be home that night, you know, not to worry. I'll get to see my family that night. And I'm like, okay. And so he let me go back over Let me talk to my wife. And, uh, she was still videoing at that time. Cause I just watched this video the other day. I forgotten she even had it. And I told her, I said, you know, and they had asked me, like I said, if if I had know where my dad was. And I said, no. And I'm like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. He goes, well, your dad's getting taken down right now too. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yep. No. And so I'm like, you're kidding me. And so he says, uh, no, we're not. And so I go back over, to talk to my wife. I tell her what's going on. I tell her, get me a lawyer. I love you. Calm down. Just take care of the kids. Cause my girls are freaked out. And that video that I was telling you about, it shows uh, my daughter on there saying, mommy, why are they locking daddy's hands? And it was a three-year-old. I mean, that was really what made the article go uh, viral. And so at that point, we went to Orlando. By the time I got out, it was about three or four o'clock that afternoon. And we already had an attorney who's, by the way, been, you know, such a great help to us. I mean, Mm -hmm. at that moment in time, that people weren't taking those clients. And people were getting stuck with public defenders because attorneys didn't want anything to do with Jan 6. Yeah. Uh, So people's public defenders were making them, uh, feel guilty. They were cussing them out, telling them you're, you're a scum for doing this. You need to plead guilty right now. Even I had a public defender immediately and he didn't talk to me that way. Cause I wouldn't, I really wouldn't have listened to it, but he did tell me, you know, like take a plea, you'll get three years probation and blah, blah, blah. I'm like three years probation. What are you talking about? This is insanity. And of course there were all three misdemeanor crimes. Um, and so anyhow, we were arraigned that day on that night. Uh, uh, so we got back and the, one of the other guys we were with was the one that they went to the house immediately. His, he said, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. And I guess the way that attorney put it was you darn well do know what you did and you know what you did was wrong. And I'm like, boy, I'm glad I didn't get that guy. Cause I wouldn't have been able to, I would have told him I don't even <clears> want a public defender if they did that to me. And so no anyhow, uh, you know, we got home that night, all that, kind of chaos man and it was like for weeks it was chaotic and you know kind of time started then we ended up having to turn in our passports uh you know i had a handgun that i really literally just got i haven't even ever gotten to shoot it and i had to turn that in you had to get rid of all possession of anything like that uh had to start submitting to um drug testing had to start submitting to a psyche evaluation um just on and on it went for Gosh, so that was June 2021. So that when I lost my small business, I had a small business I had just started. Lost that on account kind of a couple of people that I was working with, a, a broker and a realtor that kind of just ghosted me because it all was plastered plastered over the local news. Okay, hold
0: hold on a sec. Up. Hold on a sec. I I, I, I got to stop for a second because my, my mind's okay. reeling. Um okay. So <laughs> so based on okay, I'm just I got to ask a couple of questions from what you just told me. They, they came to the door. Um, and, and they had an arrest warrant from DC. Okay. And they said
1: you are under arrest and they read you your rights. They didn't really read me my rights. They just took me out of there, told me to turn around immediately, took me out of the house, got me over to the car. And you know, to be Isn't honest, that I don't kinda, that's not legal, right? Read me my rights. I've. I don't, any of the stuff that they did is not legal. So <laughs> oh yeah, so why would Yeah, okay. <laughs> I start now, All right, so,
0: so okay, so I, that's what I wanted to know. So they took you to a facility in Orlando and then yes. you you said you were arraigned?
1: We were arraigned. That okay, day. we have three charges.
0: Okay, the charges were misdemeanors. Correct. And so so what does that mean exactly? It, they don't describe that? Like here's a misdemeanor you threw a Coke can on a on a on a sidewalk.
1: Is it detailed? It was detailed of the misdemeanor charges were violent entry into the Capitol building. violent by entry. The way, we we walked into a door that was wide open. Okay. I got it. Along with thousands of other people. And it wasn't even at once. I mean, it was like one at a time type. It wasn't even like a pushing. Right. Yes. Now that I've seen videos, it was that way at the beginning, but I had no idea about that. We weren't there during that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, but yes, that, that was one of the charges, violent entry into a Capitol building, entering okay. and remaining in, inside of a restricted area, Restricted which area. The way, Capitol grounds is not ever restricted. But the only reason it was that day, which I know now is because the president of Congress, which would be the vice president was scheduled to have been there that day, even though at that point in time, even though I didn't know this either, he was already evacuated from that area.
0: And there were no signs so, saying there was restricted areas.
1: There was no signs. There was no barricades. There was no nothing. However, back around noon, there were, but we weren't, when we got up there, there was none of that stuff. We never saw any barricades. In fact, I have video to prove it all. And from what that's worth, I mean, it's not to skip too far, too far ahead. There were multiple people that cut up the fencing that they had, which was what they call snow fencing. And move barricades that, by the way, have never been prosecuted, never been charged with anything, but their face is everywhere. And if you want to see it, you can see it. Yeah. And, and I'm, it takes a, a couple of common sense thoughts to figure out why they were never prosecuted, those couple of gentlemen. And that's only just with that one instance. So, So the, and then so the, so the
0: third one. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. We'll get to no, so no, the, no, no. the third. For
1: so the, so the third, char- the second charge. And then the disorderly and disruptive conduct inside of a Capitol building.
0: Okay. Disorderly. Okay. Gotcha. So, and then once you were arraigned, everything that you described, like you got taken away, like like my gun, I had to turn over this and this and that. Was that from a judge or a court order? Who's enforcing this?
1: Every Jan Sixer had to do that because I don't know that I ever was put on it because I did look to see. I can't say that I was or wasn't. I'm sure in the system it said something if I was ever stopped or anything so that was just a blanket
0: statement jan sixers got to do this stuff
1: give us your gun because you would be
0: considered a domestic terrorist That. oh my i'm throwing up anyway okay so that answers my question go back i'm sorry pick up where you left off
1: so so anyways uh so once we got those charges and you know so time went on and i like i said i lost my small business on account of that and then of course nobody wants to hire any jan sixers because it at that moment in time like i said i mean there wasn't even many attorneys that would even have anything to do with clients right. in gn six and so uh you know time went on ended up finding a job with somebody that i worked that i knew you know back in my childhood owned a air conditioning company i started doing duck work in the attic imagine doing duck work in an attic in florida oh my lord I mean, i know yeah. satan's it's satan's porch brutal. and that's that's why i tell everybody masks don't work because i wore the n95 mask up in attics <laughs> which by the way you can see the dust particles of fiberglass in the air with mm-hmm. your headlamp and the uh, virus you can't see with your own eyes yeah but every day i would come home from work and have black boogers and everything else you know you could see the stuff they got through the mask right that yeah was absolutely bigger, that was big enough big enough to see yeah. so anyway that's a different story but but the point is, so from there, it went just from thing after thing expense. Of course, we had to uh, retain the attorney. What's a fortune? He was a high he's a high level attorney and uh, thankful that, you know, we had somebody that started to give, send, go for us um, and we were able to raise money for that, but, but it still costs money to live. So yeah. anyway, t- time went on. We ended up, I ended up selling my house. Luckily, I was able to get, you know, some money from selling my house because we got it before the market went crazy, uh, you know. And so I was able to I've been able to live off a lot of that money, uh, but ended up moving out of Florida back out to Oklahoma, which is where I met my wife. And um, anyway, we just went to trial to skip forward quite a bit uh, in July of 20 this year Um, and beginning of July. I think it was July 10th was our trial date. And, uh, you know, I went to D.C. with Hope. I heard a lot of people say, you know, it's, of course, we know it's the swamp. You know, you're going to have a D.C. judge. You know, everybody in D.C. is 90 plus percent Democrat. And I'm not talking about just an actual Democrat. I'm talking about hardcore hate anybody that loves the Lord or Trump, much less, you know, they're, they're just hardcore. So we got into trial, you know, and like I said, I had hope that maybe it would be fair. And I sat through jury deliberation and I've never been more disgusted, not only as a human being, I mean, American citizen, but as a human being to watch each juror asked, have you formed an opinion? Do you know much about the 2020 election? Oh yeah. Do you form an opinion based on it? Yep. What? It wasn't rigged. I'll tell you that. Uh, Do you have, do you know much about January 6th? Yep. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah. One of the worst days in history not forgetting by the way that just the summer before that their city was nearly burnt to the summer of love stores were looted like crazy and uh people were shot beat to death nearly in many instances and but Jan six was much worse than that uh but anyhow so had to listen to him say that and then had to listen to the judge begin to ask him could you set all those opinions aside and judge these men based on what they did that day. Uh, I don't think I could do it, Your Honor. You don't think you can do it? No, it would be very hard for me to do. And there was some, by the way, three jurors right off the bat were scratched, and it was both sides, the prosecution and the defense, agreed on account of. They were direct um, employees of the Justice Department. So also, yes, also (laughs) to remind everybody, that's I think it's like 70 percent of D.C. residents actually work for the government in some way, shape or form.
0: Oh, my god! So you,
1: so going on from there uh, again, could you put this stuff? No, I don't think you can. Are you sure you couldn't do it? I, you know, your honor, it would just be too hard. Well, could you at least try? Oh, uh, You know what? I could try. You could try. Yeah, I could try. OK, there's a juror right there. Wow! So that's how they do jury deliberation up there.
0: Jury of my peers. uh, Okay.
1: Yep. And, 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 you know, many of the jurors were extremely biased, so hardcore that they would just say, I don't want to even be in a room with a, you know, a Trump supporter. Are you kidding me? a A Jan Sixer. I mean, like hard. And they would say, I have such a strong opinion. And the judge would say, okay, you know, like, obviously they have to be struck from the list. But you know, if they didn't do the whole, if you could just try, I believe that the you know they would have to have a change of venue. Which, by the way, we all applied for change, not just me. Almost as far as I know, every Jan Sixer that went to trial applied for a change of venue. They're all denied. Um, when when the trial started, before we even started jury selection, one of my attorneys suggested that this is going to be so biased. It's going to be a biased case because uh, it's in D.C. and all the you know, how, how it's 90 something percent Democrat and on and on it went yeah. and the judge acted like that was the dumbest thing he's ever heard in his life and under doesn't understand why there will be any reason we wouldn't receive a fair trial in DC. So we sat through three days of their boring, boring, boring. They started showing the videos of, you know, the guys pushing the gates back and forth with, by the way, many of them were infiltrators. We now know we've seen the videos. Many of them were employed by the Justice Department right. or, or the FBI. The Plants. FBI set up in Congress and admitted there was so many informants, they don't even know how many there were that day. As well as Capitol Police and Trump gear, as well as Metropolitan Police and Trump gear, as well as Antifa, as well as BLM. We There was even videos of BLM walking into the Capitol. Jaden X with his, we did it, we made it in. He sold the video right off the bat to CNN for $90,000, which they ended up supposedly taking back from him. And uh, so the, the infiltrators were all there. They always were. Was everybody? No, but I would say, every, I mean, it, you might have one or two people that did things out of line, but the punishments that they started receiving when you start seeing guys like I, I heard one of the on the opening montage there, I heard Jacob Chansley's voice. I mean, Jacob Chansley yep. served, uh, he was led into the, to the Senate floor, led in yes. to the Senate floor, and uh, spent years in jail, years. Um, you know, rapists, murderers don't get this kind of time. No, they're 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 let out within two, three days. I mean, we saw through the 2020 riots where, you know, Democrats and Hollywood celebrities were bailing these Antifa members out of jail. Um, they were desecrating buildings. I mean, they took they desecrated the Capitol building in Portland, Oregon and other places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but but Jan Jancers were treated terribly. They've been treated terribly. Uh, so, you know, going through through the trial. You know, we we were told we were rioters. They quoted this other guy we were with saying, look, Ma, you're troublemaking sons at it again. Some of the stupidest things you could imagine that they were acting like were such horrendous atrocities that were said. Uh, it was just a complete and utter disgrace. I mean, the fact that they followed, they quoted me on my podcasts, uh, which is just who cares? You know, what happened to freedom of speech? I never said I went no down do anything wrong. I didn't, I do support the police. I'm not against the police. I'm not against the federal you know, judges or anything like that. Uh, you know, but, but at the same time, we still got accused of all those things. And uh, we were called rioters for days. Uh, you know, we were called a part of a mob and we had to watch while they paused the video and showed where the barricades had been pushed to the side. And of course, like I said, there's thousands of people. And when you're in a situation like that, you're not looking at anything I yeah. didn't even walk through the grass. I walked through the parking lot, which wouldn't even have been on the grass, which they tried to bring up. The snow fencing was on the grass, which, by the way, was the same color as the grass. And you really had to really, really had to would have looked to see if that was what they were even showing. And uh, there was some barricades up by the top part, but they were pushed to the side. So we never even paid attention, but they would pause the video and say, do you see the area closed sign on there? And it's like well now i see it but it wasn't there before and what about all the thousands of people that are wandering around up here and no police up there presence at all outside the building that is at that time that we ever saw and uh until later on that afternoon and so you know by definition entering and remaining in a capitol building is being asked to leave by by law enforcement officer we were never asked to leave we were never asked to you know, not going there. So we went through and now they had a, they had a police captain. That was one of the, um, that was one of the witnesses that the, that the prosecution called. So she was not a captain at the time, but she has since then been, you know, promoted to that. She was asked by my attorneys after watching the video of us go inside and then come outside. Did these gentlemen violently enter? No. No. Were they disorderly or disruptive? No. By the way, they added a charge about our third status hearing, which is parading and picketing, which every Jan Sixer now was added, which is a Class B misdemeanor, which is a low level misdemeanor. And, anyways, uh, so they were asked by, and by definition, parading and picketing is holding a sign or demonstrating in a parade yeah. of people, which wasn't there. Did these gentlemen parade or picket? She said, no. They did not. In fact, all I noticed that they're doing is more like milling around. And the second witness they have was a cap was a metropolitan police officer. Nice guy, actually, really really like, seemed like a nice guy. He had, I think, I don't want to say exactly this was the weapon, uh, but I think it was what's called an M4, which would be a deadly weapon. He was out on the opposite side of the Capitol, which would have been on the Supreme Court side. got a call because we had to watch this i didn't know this at the time but we had to watch this whole video because eventually we crossed paths never were in his way never pushed him aside he just happened to walk past us at one point in time during that day when he was called into the Capitol, which was which they say was so deadly and violently insurrected he put away his weapon in the back of his trunk closed his trunk walked inside without it why did he not carry the weapon inside if it was so deadly he was also asked by my attorneys, was that day, because he said, uh, they, how many protests do you see? They see them all the time in D.C. There's almost a protest a day up there for yeah. whatever it may be. It's always right. something. And so uh, he said, actually, Jan 6 would have been more considered like on more of the mild side. So <laughs> oh my there's, God, there's their wow. second witness. Then they decided to pull out the head of Mike Pence's Secret Service, which was a woman. To come in we actually saw the video of mike pence being evacuated him and his family okay from the room from his office there that he was in it wasn't i don't want to say it wasn't serious but it wasn't like you know like you would think and when when asked she didn't know anything about us at all but the reason they brought her in there was to tell us it was a restricted building that day based on the fact that he was there but if you go on the streets and ask any average american do you know that the capitol building is restricted only when the vice president or the president of the united states well he would be considered the president of congress but or the president of the united states is in the building most people have no, no idea about i had that no stuff. idea that nobody was, knows that. no mm. so anyways so on going on from all that you know we got to our side we sat on the stand they ask us foolish questions there was a day after that we were there like i said on january 7th we went back in and around because the the other guy we went with had. Only been to D.C. one other time, but it had been like forty years ago, and uh, we drove around, and there wasn't much you could go and do and see. But D.C. is only so big. We did drive by the Capitol because it's just—I it, mean, it's just a thing. There's nothing you could do about it. Well, yeah. the day we went back around it, the second day, they had a fence and National Guard there. And
0: oh, we imagine that! Where were
1: these? Where were these guys that yesterday and this would have never happened? And well, Nancy so turned those guy, down. Exactly. So the the guy. We were with, took a video of it or a p- picture, like a still shot of the fence. And they tried to use that and say that we came back the day after to do a victory lap around oh, town. Wow. I mean, this is the kind of stuff this that taxpaying dollars going like into. These are, these are your high level um, DOJ attorneys, which, by the way, the attorney that they had, the head prosecutor, he could hardly speak English. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but he I don't know where he's from, but he couldn't speak English so well. And you're sitting there trying to understand what this guy's saying to you. And, uh, you know, this is who's prosecuting you from the federal government. It was hard what? enough to hear when you sit down in court when they say this is the United States versus Casey Cusick. And it's like I'm sitting here thinking, I love this country. I mean, I, I wish that I would have gone into the military. I wish that I would have fought in, in a war for our country because I, I love our country. I believe what it stands for. Now, <laughs> these last three years and what we've seen in 2020, yeah. I don't know so much. I mean, what, what anything stands for anymore. But, uh, yeah. you know. But but anyways, so, I mean, I, I would never, ever in a million years think that I would be pros, federally prosecuted by my own government for attending a rally. And we got to the end of the trial. The jury went out to deliberate. Uh, I think they deliberated less than an hour. And that was during lunch period. So you figure it took them long enough to fill out the paperwork. I mean, they, we were guilty when we walked in. They didn't even have to deliberate. Oh, wow. Guilty yeah. on guilty on all four charges. At that point, we were facing up to three years in jail. Um, for a misdemeanor? So we, for a misdemeanor. What? Yes. Two, two of the charges were up to a year, and two of the other charges were up to six months each. So, so we went home from D.C., very disappointed. You know, you, of course, you feel horrible. And um, like I said, after all that, you know, and, and, and by the way, had to stay in D.C. for 10 days on our own dime. Which by the way is not not cheap at all. No. Yeah. And uh with my family and I have three children and my wife and my dad went up, my sisters were there, and the other guy went with his wife and sister. And so you know, after we got home, we had they set a sentencing date, which would have been October twelfth. So I get home. Um, first thing they do is everybody's like, don't say anything because they could use it against you in sentencing and on and on. And I'm like, listen, I didn't do anything. The judge used this in the very last part of the trial when he said, although these gentlemen, I recognize that these gentlemen were not violent. They did not disrupt or just were not disruptive or disorderly, nor did they parade or picket. However, and they started using this on all these Jan six cases now. Even though they didn't do that, they were a drip in the flood. And by being there, they contributed to the mob. Oh, so, wow. Oh, my gosh. gosh. So it's almost like going to a giant concert and somebody gets murdered and you didn't. And you're it, guilty. You were there. So you're guilty because you were there.
0: A drip. The, is that actual the a drip, word? A drip in drip the faucet of the flood.
1: A in the flood, flood. drip in the flood. That's it. A drip in the faucet. Oh, my gosh. Edge. So, so from there, we went back, you know, our sentencing date was set for October 12th. Uh, we just got, we just got done with sentencing. It's almost been a full month. Um, this year they ended up this year. Uh, okay. you know, we, I had heard, I've seen so many ups and downs. It all depends on the judge. You know, I, I mean, of course we were believing God we weren't going to get months. I mean, I've got children and I, I mean, it's already, we've already been going through this for over two, This is almost two and a half years end. it's coming up on three years. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, we went back up and, you know, for whatever reason, the judge after hearing everything, you know, we were sentenced to 10 days in jail. Uh, we were sentenced to two years, um, supervised released as well as two years probation, which will run, um, um, concurrent, which means they just, they're together, you know? So, and then $3,000 fine, by the way, that because they said that because someone started to give sin go for us. That that was offensive to the court. Oh my! That we would that we would raise money to help pay for oh. not only our attorney fees but to get us through this time that we're literally nobody wants anything to do with you. Jesus help and my so, anger. And so then, uh, so we were given a three thousand dollar fine for something like I said that we didn't even raise the money for. And then on top of that, we were also given a five hundred dollar restitution fee uh, for something that we didn't even touch in the Capitol. We didn't even touch that. We touched it with our feet walking and that's it. We didn't do any damage to this building. Never would I do any damage to the building. And so, uh, got a call a week ago today, actually, which would have been on November 1st that I am to report to, uh, a facility out here. And it is, I have to report a week from today. So they gave me two weeks to oh, report. Wow. So I will be serving 10 days. Um, and then after that, I guess the probation will start, which we've pretty much already been on probation for two and a half years. Every we could never leave the district from where we li- lived without um, permission or letting them know. Uh, every first of the month, we have to check in with them. Um, now we check in every week to probation uh, because we started. We had to sign a paper after we got done with sentencing. While I was relieved in some way that we didn't get months because now I want you to understand this. There's been many that have pled out to yeah. dropping four charges down to one charge. We never mm-hmm. wanted to do that because we were not guilty. I just have such a problem right. fleeing out to something that I never did. Yeah, exactly. And I understood that what it could be like. And I, I mean, I've lost friends over this family members have been, you know, how they can be and just people, why, why'd you go inside? Why'd you, there's people that got the same charges that never stepped foot inside. Matter of fact, My attorney represented another client who just finished his trial about a month after we got done with ours. And all he did was stand outside the Capitol filming um, on his phone on Facebook Live, never went inside. And he got a 1512 charge, which is obstruction of Congress, which is up to 20 years. It's a 20 year felony. Oh, my God! And he's he's facing uh, sentencing coming up in uh, January. And so he's obviously not going to get 20 years, but i mean any time for that is outrageous he's lost his job i mean i know another lady uh, rachel powell she was set, uh, she was in the tunnel you know which is where a lot of the pushing and shoving came yeah. from and that's a that's a whole other story you know i started i, got, I became friends with some different people there's a guy uh, by the name of dave summerall great man you know he's got an st- organization called stophate.com he's got a documentary coming out soon he's also al- already done one called bloody hill Uh, I highly recommend you check it out if you've never seen it because it really lets you begin to know what happened that day that cops started firing, open firing, rubber bullets on people, shot a guy through his cheek. They started throwing sting grenades into crowds where there was older women, elderly men and women, children as well, and there's nothing they could do. They couldn't go any which way, but when you're in a crowd, you're just going to start pushing and running because, I mean, that's, I saw uh, one gentleman get a concussion grenade thrown at him. And I, it definitely broke his leg. I don't know what more damage it did, but he could hardly – he was about 6'5". Saw another guy that had been hit. I didn't see it, but I seen that his whole head was split wide open on the top of his head from where he had been billy clubbed or hit with a, one of those bats that they've got. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it's just uh, the violence that uh, anything that I saw was police brutality a lot of ways. Roseanne Boylan was beat to death on the steps by a woman police officer because yeah. she was literally st- – she was suffocated, and then exactly. she was crushed. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, Ashley Baden Baden was, was shot, shot by a police officer for without a weapon, which, you know, it's just all the, the atrocities that we've seen. And, and, you know, we're the ones that were the violent ones. And so anyways, yeah, he was no, hailed uh, as a hero. Exactly. That cop. That's exactly easy. right. Here. In Congress. Yes. As well as, by the way, I don't know, it's been two weeks or more now when we saw the Hamas, uh, protest enter the Capitol. Yes. That seemed way worse. it, It was during the time when they were voting on who's going to be the next Speaker of the House, which, okay, that is also called obstruction. That's actual obstruction of Congress. They sat in there for hours. Some were arrested. They were taken out. Do you think that they're going to be followed for six months? You think they're going to be, you know, charged with obstruction of Congress and yeah. the FBI is going to, you know, swat their houses like they've done to so many Jan Sixers. I don't know if you ever seen the, the new documentary by Dinesh D'Souza called Police State, but if you I, haven't, I am waiting I for that. Highly, Have you seen it? I, I, I highly recommend it. It's hard to watch because it really does bring back like bad, terrible memories. And I mean, I, I will be honest. I do. In some ways I, I, I really thought PTSD was a joke, you know, but I can honestly say that when I hear knocking or, if somebody rings the doorbell at my house you know someone, oh my just gosh give you an example, yes over t- over time we have we have visits from from our pretrial person that we're assigned to and they'll come visit our house and uh one day since I've moved from Florida out to Oklahoma it back it was back in early March I uh, was on a Sunday morning my dog starts barking it's 6 30 in the morning you know it's still time hadn't changed back so it's dark outside a Sunday morning remember it's not even a work like it's a Sunday morning and uh, dogs barking. I get up. My dad just happened to be in town at the time and I'm like, who the heck? And my dad looks, he was staying in the front room. He said, Casey, there's two police officers outside your house with a flashlight. And I'm like, what the heck? My heart starts pounding because I like, I, I hate this stuff, man. Yeah. And so I like go, I said, well, let me get my clothes on, you know? So I go in and my wife's trying to come and hope the kids don't wake up. So I go out and uh, finally I go out in the other room and my dad had answered the door and he's like telling me it was my pretrial person. And I'm just like, at this time of day, what? and I go around. She's like, oh, hi, sir. I uh, just wanted to do your in-home visit. And, um, you know, I don't need to walk around because, you know, when they come once uh, or twice a year, they have to literally like walk through your house, go in your closet, walk through your bathroom, check out your floor plan, check your attic, check the back of your house. You what an it. invasion and so i said uh and by the way that was even before trial so that's not even before being convicted so i'm t- telling you that we've already pretty much been on probation for <sighs> two and a half years so she says uh you know i don't need to see you today she's like we tried to call you but uh, you know you didn't answer and i'm like well of course i didn't my phone's on silent it's six thirty in the morning and so i got back in the room you know, I used the restroom, I got back in my bed and I kind of just started crying. And My wife's like, what's wrong? Are you all right? And I'm like, I hate that it makes me this like I really had to calm myself down. I was so frightened. Oh, wow. And I look at my phone and sure enough, five thirty that morning, I got a text message. We're going to be stopping by your house today. Are you going to be home? <laughs> well, how would I know that you're going to be doing that to me at five thirty in the morning on a Sunday morning, mind you, not even like a work day. So wow. anyways, I mean, and, 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 and believe me, I I'm not trying to victimize myself or nothing like that. I just want people to understand. Like, no, I, I this, get it. I'm just, I'm just an average American person. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not, you know, some famous po- politician like they're, they're willing to do this to me. They're willing to do it to any of us. And don't think that it won't happen to any of us. I know you guys don't think that, but I mean, just anybody listening, like no one's above the law with these no, people. We like, think that way if, all if the you,
0: time here on the show. Yeah.
1: If, if you buck the system, you know, death to you it's almost that way they'd loved in they'd love to enslave every one of us in jail and put us in concentration camps I and mean, when we saw what 2020 brought out they herded us into walmart and anywhere else you shopped yeah absolutely and uh so so anyways um so it's just really it really is disheartening so you know i i'm a firm believer in president trump i hold him in no way shape or form accountable for this i know a lot of people say well, where's president trump well, Yeah, that's what i was going to ask
0: you do you think he abandoned He's, the the he, J6. I terms. never,
1: I, I don't feel that he has. I have never felt that way. I feel Congress has because right now Congress holds the strings. They hold the purse strings. They could easily shut down the Department of Justice and defund the FBI and stop these, um, even stop the tyrannical government going after President Trump right now. It could be done right now. So what's none of them then? will do it. They print. They pretend to be, you know conservatives but they're not okay we we don't have a two-party system anymore we have a uniparty i just heard people
0: i'm sorry i I just i listened to your i listened to your interview with your your attorney uh last week Uh and uh that that was pretty eye-opening and he mentioned a couple of people matt gates and major marjorie taylor major he mentioned those people and i was like well that's interesting because i remember kind of when this first started they went to the dc jail it was on video. They tried to get into the jail and they locked them out. There was this whole thing. I don't know if you saw this. They tried to go in and visit the people to see what conditions they were living under. And the, the police there or the correctional officers pushed them out and would not let them in. And they seemed like they were very caring and I want to do something for these people. But that's the last I heard of that. And then I heard right. your attorney mention their names about about their
1: actions. And I'm like, well, is this all, is this just a show? Exactly what it is. And they have all, bo- they have been subpoenaed. He subpoenaed them and to come sit in uh, to a case to testify on behalf of Jan Sixers. They all declined. They sent, uh, you know, government paid attorneys over to for tell them whatever reason they're not going to do it. Yeah, And uh, you know, it just keeps happening over and over again. That's why I can't stand it. Like, because the average person gets hopium, you know, when we get these, We got a new Congress in there. Kevin McCarthy's going to release the Jan six tapes. And it's like he was never going to release them. And then when they were going to release them, they were going to release them to Tucker Carlson. And then when and just that whole Tucker interview, even regarding Jacob Chansley, where he showed how they walked through. Well, Jacob Chansley, I've heard him on a podcast straight up say he already knew he was getting out that following week it wasn't because of the tucker carlson interview he knew back in january his release date because in federal prison i think it's if you get over a year you only serve 80% of your time if you're on good behavior so he had already known that he was getting out on really? that time so i know the news the news media made it seem like oh he's getting out you know at that particular time because of that because of that show but it really wasn't because of that show and uh, you know like i said there's there's so many I know another Jan Sixer that I've met a, a lady, an older lady. And I mean, I would say she's in her fifties or so, or maybe upper fifties. Her husband has, is battling cancer. She had the same charges we did. She got four months in jail. He he got 45 wow. days. What? They took it to trial as well. 45 days battling cancer. I and mean, what good does it do the government to put him in jail? There's another girl, Nothing. a single, single mother she's got two children. She's worried that the government's going to CPS is going to try to take her kids because she's facing sentencing coming up in January. I mean, there's another lady, Rachel Powell. She has eight children. She's probably in her upper forties or so. She was one of the ones in the tunnel, but she's been on house arrest for two and a half years. And I'm talking about confined. It would be like being confined to your master bedroom and your bathroom. Like that's house arrest, not just being in your whole house. Wow. And, uh, She was just sentenced like a month ago to 57 months in jail and given none of the time that she had already served the two and a half years towards that. So she's almost going to go five more years without her children. She couldn't even put her children to bed at night. So it's what they're doing is really disgusting. I mean, it's it's a really harsh reality. And like I said, you know, then we see the the Hamas protesters go into the Capitol. Nothing happens. Then two, three days ago, you see them at the White House again. They go to the White House. They desecrated part of the White House. They wrote F. Joe Biden all over the, you know, the the gate posts. They shook the gate. Yeah. They even took the Capitol flag and put took the American flag down to put the Hamas flag up.
0: I didn't see nothing that. nothing is going to happen
1: to these people. Nothing's going to happen to these people. And and it's just a shame. And, and this is why I try to tell people when they try to shame me, because I went there, shame me for going inside. Listen, the whole thing from the beginning has been political. That's all it is. It's nothing more than po- you remember back whenever um, Justice Kavanaugh was the, the Supreme Court hearings were being held for him. Oh, yeah. The, the, Blasey Ford. The, yeah. All that junk. OK, well, then there was people that came in there and the protesters that interrupted that and disrupted. That was another act of Congress. That would have been the same thing. You know what they were given? Fifty dollar trespassing fines. If wow. They and they and they actually tresp-
0: interrupted.
1: They that's actually exactly right.
0: disrupted you
1: guys. They were already gone
0: when you guys were walking through there. That's exactly right. Oh so, my gosh!
1: Um, but I still, I still, I still believe the best is yet to come for this country. You know, I, I really. That's good. Do. I'm glad your hopes up. I, 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 really believe that you know good things are coming. I know it looks so dark. You know, it really looks dark. And I, I mean, I'm, we're we're at, in my opinion, the cutting edge right now of one of two things: either we get this country back and it goes one way or it's going to be too late and it is going to, be, and people think what happened Jan six is something. It'll be yeah. a knock at every one of our doors that are opposed to any of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you, you, you're actually counting it all joy. That's it, counting man, can, it all joy. And I, re, and that, and those people like us that are, that have Christ centered lives. That's how, that's how we react to these situations. That's it. And, um, and and another re- I want to say this too while you were just saying the I think personally one of the reasons America's not in revelation is cuz we're already gone. Right. <laughs> right. We're already <laughs> won- I mean if you look at society today how in the world are we going to be on the map at all the way we're going. I mean you know I'm just saying that's why we're not in revelation.
1: I, well I feel we'll probably feel be gone by about- then. I feel that way about the 2024 election. I mean, do we have another year withstanding all these things? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's tough. Look at gas costs. I mean, look at the cost of groceries. Look at the cost of living. I mean, people's car insurance is skyrocketing. Homeowner's insurance, I know for a fact in the yeah. state of Florida, it's gone up several thousand dollars a year for people. And, uh, you know, it's just how much longer can we hold on before people can't afford to live anymore?
0: Was, was your dad, did he get the same everything the same as same, you same same as me okay same so as 10 days guy. we all
1: three got this yep
0: and you're about to you're about to turn yourself in in a couple of weeks
1: that's right well, one week one week oh, from one week day. okay man
0: that's I'm speechless dude
1: and it, crazy. It, it it sucks in some ways because you know and, I, and i'm really i and don't get me wrong i'm, I'm grateful it wasn't months uh, and like i said no what nobody else that i know of that took a case to trial got that small amount of time. Honestly, oh, really? I, I don't know anybody. Most people that, that pled out got 60 to 90 days in jail still or 30 days home confinement,
0: something. Now I've
1: not 10 days.
0: I've heard horror stories. Now, you, you confirm this yes or no. If you've know people, I heard the horror stories of the, the DC jail that people were kept in solitary confinement, you know, 24 hours or 23 hours a day. Um while they were waiting trial, what what were they there because their charges were more severe than yours? Or did, how did that play How come you weren't in the DC jail in, in solitary confinement?
1: Any of those people that I know of that are were in that situation were some of the ones that were down in and around the police or in and around that tunnel. Okay. Uh, where Roseanne gotcha. Boylan, okay. Where Roseanne Boylan died. Um Man, I'll, and other than that, I would say by the grace of God, I mean, I don't, I really don't know why. So that makes sense. Yes, I have heard those, I've heard worse stories than that, where they had to drink their water soap, you know, bacteria filled that they had to use a sock to filter the water to be able to drink it. I've heard a lot of things. I don't, I guess I don't know if they're for sure true or not. I mean, I'm not doubting. Right. I know. I didn't know if you had known anybody
0: uh, that actually made it out and made, you know, talk to somebody.
1: I I have talked to quite a few, and and it isn't pretty for any of them. And, yes, they did put people in solitary confinement. They would hold people in solitary confinement for meeting with their attorney. They put them in there for two weeks. They'd put them all on lockdown if, uh, you know, there was a protest for Jan Sixers or some kind of a vigil. Wow. Um, They would – they've done terrible, terrible, terrible things. They put people in lockdown that didn't want to get vaccinated, um, you know, for the virus. Oh, yeah. And so – it's really, do, do it's you, really terrible. I mean, do you it's just think, not fair. do you think, so as you're
0: telling me this story, I'm, I'm picturing on the other side of the courtroom, the, the prosecutors, the, the judge, and, and for instance, people that were doing stuff, those people in, in the jails that you just mentioned in, in solitary confinement, do that? do you think those people really believe in their heart that you're that guy, you're that person that is so horrible and did these horrible things, or are they just trying to send a message?
1: I do think that they, the, so as far as the jury is confirmed, I mean, the prosecution knows darn well. They've sought into every area of our life. They know everything about us. And uh, I know but they, they know that, know that you're that not that doing doing guy, right? Lap. Yes. But I do know that the jury believes, oh, you were there. You know what you were doing was wrong. You're guilty. I do know that they're that 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 way too. And by the way, I forgot to say too, the prosecution asked for nine months jail time for me nine months and so you see where the judge ended up was pretty crazy you know considering wow. and they they mentioned they mentioned my podcast they quoted me from my podcast i mean is it crazy that they have the fbi sitting around listening to my podcast <laughs> which, that's great i mean i'll take the audience but at the same time it's like seriously you know hunter biden's running around getting away with horrendous yeah. crimes smoking crack humanity.
0: prostitutes yeah, yeah. Doctor,
1: Dr. Up. Fauci's running around with oh, crimes ugh. against humanity, Bill Gates, I mean, all these people right. running around the and, elites and they're, they're, they're fine. But you know, just us Joe Schmoes that have our, our little podcasts that we do and try to make a difference in our community. Boy, we're the true danger to society.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever go back to the people's house?
1: Well, I did. I had been back up there well, when I mean, we went for, for sentencing, you know, man, well, no, i no, not no. one I'm those saying... people. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I understand what you're saying. I I truthfully don't get like horror or feel ill will towards that building or anything like that. On the kind of that I know a lot of Jan Sixers have said that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say that I would because I don't want them coming knocking at my door again. But I I I don't have anything against the place at all like that. I I don't feel that way at all. I mean I man I've always you know I I was lobbying for the nation of Israel with my dad as like a ten year old kid in the Capitol. So I mean it's something that I've been familiar. I've been. They, they, they quoted me, said that I should have known better by going to the Capitol, but remember, I was in the Capitol pre nine eleven, which was before they even had security to get in. I mean, used to, you went right in the front door. There was nothing, there wasn't any security there. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I had...
0: I remember those days. I,
1: yeah, I had been there before, and, you know, I love, I love, I've always loved politics. I mean, I know now that it's not what I used to think it was, but uh, I still believe that, I believe that, man, I really, I know a lot of people think Christian, uh, politics don't belong in church, but I think just the opposite, because, you know, if we can't hear that there, oh, you're yes. going to hear it from the mainstream media. And if you're listening to the mainstream media, you're going to know there's a narrative there. And, uh, and I always tell everybody, do you think the devil is, is interested in being involved in politics? In fact, <laughs> yeah, I would true. say more than 99% of them are um, actually, actually. Safer, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's just like, why okay. would we not want to get involved there and be the opposite side and be able to hold the fort for yeah, our push family back the light, and friends yeah. and our children that, you know, we want, and for your case, your grandchildren, that you want to be able to grow up in a free and fair society where they can do yeah. what they want to do and be anything they want to be.
0: Without the fear of the deep state. That's right. So you That's haven't, right. I asked you that question about the people's house, uh, because you, nobody's banned you from going to the Capitol anymore, right? That's not part of any kind of sentence
1: no, that's that's okay. right. That is not part of the sentence.
0: And I think at this point, I think this, I think this whole thing is just a. I feel like it was planned, and then we're gonna show power from the deep state. Yeah. After after the pl- because, I mean, you you've seen the Ray Epps thing, right? Yeah. I played yep, Ray I Epps yep. right before. Let's go into the Capitol. Um, right. Where <laughs> nobody's heard of that guy. I don't even know if he right. made it in the Capitol, but he, I mean, no, were, he
1: he didn't, he got all the way up to the front line. He was always at the front of the line. And he, by the time the line was breached, he went away.
0: Yeah. He, he whispered in the dude's ear right at the barricade. And then Bob's your uncle. Yeah, we're gone. see you. Yeah.
1: You guys and by, got, and by here. the way, that guy's still in jail.
0: Oh, that get the guy that went through the the bicycle. Okay. The yeah. guy that he was
1: whispered. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Well, um, that is quite a story. Um, yeah, I'm blown away, dude. And okay, it's still playing
1: it's still playing out it's still playing out. You know what's all, what else is crazy? You know, I get some people that are telling me, "Well, at least you get your life back now because oh, it's only 10 days." And I'm like, "You don't realize it is not that way at all because it sounds like you a know, dang We still have to deal terminal. with the probation. We still have to deal with the charges that are there and, and it being involved with Jan Six. And by the way, we are appealing. So there is that. That's already in the process. And uh, you know, they're like I tell everybody it's kind of like you know I've never happened this had this happen to me so I don't want to compare it genuinely but it's like someone that gets raped and then their person that it happens to them that you know they get thrown in jail the perpetrator gets goes to jail and then they're like oh now you can move on with your life well you still have to deal with oh what just gosh. happened to you yeah. The yeah trauma that you that was done to you and uh, I mean they have had eighty year old women that they've arrested on in regards to Jan six, there's an, and that what? police state movie there, there's an 80 elderly man. He may not be eighties in the seventies that they came in on his house. He didn't even go inside. I mean, there's so many people that have been arrested and charged with felonies that never even went inside. Enrique Terrario, Terrario. Oh yeah. He was the leader of the, he the wasn't Proud even boys. there on Jan six, 22 years. He got,
0: wait a minute. He wasn't even there.
1: No, he wasn't. They they got is they this the him whole dripping January of the 5th. flood concept? No, they they gave him the sedition. They got sedition charges for what? Which is garbage, and you know because they were, the FBI infiltrated the Proud Boys and they made these pamphlets and uh, these are the things that they've used against them in the court in regards to that. And then they turned flipped the whole thing as if it was them that were doing it and it was the informants that did it. There's so many informants in the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boy, all of them. There was informants. Oh, it's really, really sad for just the average person because these people are, I mean, it's, you know, in in some ways too, it makes you wonder how, how many more times this has happened in events that we've seen throughout the past that we thought were a certain way and false, how were they, even, false was flags. it really even that way? The false exactly.
0: flags. Yeah. I, I kind of feel, and I've said this on the podcast, I kind of feel like we are in the state that even though we're not a we're not a monarch, we're in the state that Great Britain was when we wanted to declare independence. right I, I, you know what I'm saying the whole power structure, mm-hmm. the yeah. people, right, right, right. servants, peasants, servitude. I, I feel like the country because it just reminds me the deep state they can go and use that arm of justice and and do anything to the citizens. What mm-hmm. whatsoever, and it's just, it, and it's kind of weird that, I, I just, I, I wish I could get into the mind of one of the rank and files. Like you mentioned earlier in the show, the guy said, oh, "I'm just following orders." Right. Is is he really following, or does he really, is he really behind things? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, man. How many people are out there like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in this position. I got this job, and I'm really gonna, I don't. The orders sound like, does it ever sound like crap to them? The orders where they go, you know, this is bad. I'm quitting. Or do exactly. they exactly? you know what I'm saying? Or, or they go like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm in a tier now above these servants, above these peasants. And I'm going to go do whatever. And I just act like, Oh, I'm just following orders. But really secretly
1: wink, wink <laughs> yeah. here, put these shackles on. Jeez. Right. I, I agree with you, man. I mean, I, I don't even know how seeing what i've gone through just this i don't even know i mean people choose the career but i don't know how anybody would even want to be a parole officer like who wants to go around and police somebody and follow them around trying to catch them doing something they're not supposed to be doing it's like i wouldn't feel good about my life if i'm doing that i the guy that feels sorry for people not the other way around especially if you've got real scumbags that's it you've got real scumbags
0: in prison that actually belong there and then you got people like (laughs) yourself like uh, like Jake, uh, people mm-hmm. that just were at the you know I don't want to say the wrong place at the wrong time because it it wasn't at all. That's just right. what they decided that it was the wrong place. But those people are generally there's a lot of people in prison that just make bad decisions. That's right. Just and they're there. They're good people, but they really are scumbags. But I'm like, why why is it the justice system really focused and laser focused on the scumbags
1: of yeah, society? Exactly. That's exactly right. I, I can't answer that question, but well, I do know I, that you're you're right about that. Well, uh, Casey, this
0: has been a great show. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing with our audience uh, this story. Um, I, I know it it was is traumatic, and you you the last couple of years have been just um, mind boggling for you. It's not, and like you said, it's not as bad as other people have got it, but it's still. It, it, it shouldn't happen to to citizens that just think I'm walking into the Capitol, not, everything's normal right now. I'm not doing anything seditious in my mind. My heart is in the right place. And here comes here comes the deep state. Yeah. Um so I appreciate appreciate you coming on and sharing with our audience uh and updating us on J six. Once again, I love the name of your podcast, The Watchman, because that reminds me of a scripture in the old testament of mm-hmm. keep a watchman on the gate yep yep I can't. That's i think that's in joshua i can't remember where it is
1: well there's it's in habakkuk Habakkuk 1, yes 1, that's 1, it it's also in ezekiel it talks about the watchman where you put the watchman at the wall yes at the wall and, and you go and when you see the enemy coming you go report it yeah I mean, that's the whole that's the whole gist of it and that's why i did the e instead of an a because uh, it's not just for me i mean it's what we all should be doing yeah well, go
0: ahead and tell everybody your socials again. Plug and promote your uh, podcast one more time, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go on and get you know get your, the rest of your night back.
1: Yes, here no, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on again. My uh, follow me on Rumble, my Rumble channel is the Watchman Podcast, as well as uh, I'm on Spotify, I'm on iTunes, um, same the Watchman Podcast. Uh, I'm on Instagram at the underscore Watchman underscore Podcast. Twitter is Casey underscore Cusick. That's where I mostly post everything is on there. I uh, I didn't say this before, but you know, I originally had a Facebook and Instagram where I had a couple thousand friends on Facebook and several hundred, if not almost a thousand on Instagram. And I was deplatformed once oh. they arrested me about, about like two nice. weeks afterwards, my friend asked me, did I get off social media? And I'm like, no, why? And he goes, because you're, you're, you're no longer on, oh you're no my longer gosh. on. And I, I signed on and it said my accounts have been permanently disabled. I never, I got, never got strikes. I never got warnings. They just took me completely off. From whatever reason, they didn't, Twitter never removed me. But of course, I really didn't use it at the time. And so rather than retrying, and I, I actually, I did try to get an account back for some time until I just made it the Watchmen podcast account. Yeah. They would never, if I put in my name, it would never let me get back on. So wow. uh, I just didn't even try to try to build it back up. But yeah, those are the places that you can find me and, and to support the podcast. It's all on there. Um, it's I, I have a Venmo. It's kc Cusick five, as well as I do still have a Gibson go on there for attorney fees. and yeah. stuff to help, help out my family. And uh, all that is on my uh, Watchman podcast rumble channel in the description boxes of my podcasts. And go check it out. I just had a great episode yesterday with a guy by the name of Gary Wayne, the Genesis 6 Conspiracy. It uh, might be Ooh. somebody you guys might be interested oh, in checking definitely. out. Yeah, dude. He's a great guy. He's a Christian. He he's, you know, he's talks about the Nephilim. He talks Woo, about all come things. On. Like, That's what it's all, all about. All of right, Hadi. And it's a really it's actually a great book. You should check him out. It's Genesis6conspiracy.com. Uh, like I said his name's Gary Wayne and I'll he, check that he's out. he's a great guy. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, mean, I I appreciate you guys having me on and God bless you guys and keep up the good work.
0: You as well, Put man. Have bless. a good one.
1: Bye. All right, you guys too. Bye, bye.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Dude, that blew my wow. Mind. That blew my mind. Wow, I felt like Jason. I was just
1: jaw dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, I what? I, I, I'm like, it's it's surreal that yeah. I, I mean, just think about you're going through your day, and, and you know your normal activities, and then you get a you get a you know knock on the door.
1: FBI and and you
0: and you're not you're not some scumbag that has has tried to rob a bank or you don't you're not trying to conspire and do something bad you're just going through your day and then uh, you know whatever whoever maybe it's this podcast maybe they didn't like it and they're like hey we got to take those guys out because they're just they're they're spreading too much truth yeah and then I mean it's it's really surreal because I feel like that could happen to anybody it could that's what that was I mean they're going after guys like this and grandmas
1: no one's safe
0: wow well there's the show man thank you so much Casey for coming on Um, sorry you missed this one Jason I know you're out there trying to get some Squatch some Some, Sasquatch some Squatch but uh, I'm sure you'll listen to the show hopefully oh you know what he'll listen to it now because he's not on it his voice isn't here so he was like, you and know, you, I can and listen. You know to what, that. Glizzy Gladiator's gonna be pumped. <laughs> he's gonna be like, yeah, Glizzy's gonna be the one. Um, so that's awesome. I appreciate Casey coming on in and doing that. Hey, make sure you guys listen to his uh, socials, all of his plugs, and go support Casey with uh, anything that he needs. Like I'm sure he needs some some more uh, cash for his attorney fees or yeah. whatever to fight this because he's he's still appealing it. So. Um, there you go. Hey, make sure you visit our website, www.bottomofthat.com. You can check out our blog for show notes and resource material. That's where we put everything that we uh, hi, We all do all our research and put it out. That's where I put it. So you can find our also our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and X, Twitter. And if you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, and Shoot, and you like this episode, do me a favor. Click like share and subscribe and also leave a comment. The more comments we get on YouTube, rumble and bit shoot, it will up the algorithm to present this material to other people that actually like listening to this. Yeah. And if you're listening on audio only platforms, specifically on Spotify, there's a little bell you can click for notifications and also click follow and become a follower every Friday. When we release an episode you'll get a notification on your phone and you can just click the play button and then Bob's your uncle, okay? All right, if you didn't like this episode, I thank you for listening this long. Tune in next week and you might hear Joey say, Uh, what? Well, you got nothing.